Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. McKellen, Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. How was everybody's holiday? It's yeah, you know, now we can those, really like... ta- now we can really talk about them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no more, no I'm more t- pretend. I'm, yeah, I'm super tired. Like, this is the, the you know it peaked, and now it's you know the hosting and all the prep and making sure the hors d'oeuvres we have ingredients for the main for the dessert. I mean, I'm tired. You're done. Yeah, you're done. I feel you're, done. You were hosting family. Yeah. Oh, they have a new house. Let's go to McCall and Jason's. I'm done. <laughs> they decided for you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, that's the best. I don't. Like, we're just I mean, decide. and I, I just admitted to my sister before she left this morning. Like, to be totally frank with you, we've had smaller homes that we haven't been able to accommodate all the family to stay at our house. And I won't lie to you, I've never minded that in all of the years. Yeah. I've, I, I, it's <laughs> never. It's too much. Thank goodness Jason's the kind to like take over the kitchen, do all the cooking because I, I mean, taking care of the bedding and all that shit, I'm done. And you had them like staying a rev- with you too. They were staying again. with you There's- too. They were staying with you too. Right. Over the overnight oh, immersed yeah. visit just adds to all of the, and you know, everything doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have that type of personality, but I'm pretty anal altogether anyway. So it's just <laughs> too much. Yeah, I know. You're like a it- reverse Clark Griswold. <laughs> yes. Like I want a small family Christmas and nothing crazy. How many times did you guys watch that movie over the course of the past couple weeks? Me too. Twice. Twice. And then and you know what was just surprisingly as good and I hadn't seen in a while was Elf and saw that like three oh, times. Yeah. And it's just yeah. it's just so good. It's so good. Yeah. 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 yeah I know here. it's hilarious. It's that's yeah, a good really? one. And it's it's good. It's one that people talk about all the time and I never really mm-hmm. I've seen it, but it's not like in my heavy rotation. So it's and I forgot to, how good I forgot how good it was because I don't think I had seen it Me too. for quite a while. No, and it's so pretty, it's it done again, pretty well. And yeah. it was too late because it was like the I one like that like I was, hadn't seen for years that we just decided to put on at midnight because there was so much fucking rapping to do. Anyways, was Die Hard. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Now that's a Christmas movie. It's I yeah. love it. I think it definitely yeah, is. I, I just like that, it was nearly three hours. It's not a short movie. Is really? It, is it really? It's well, God, it's been a and long if you're, time. And there's a there's a new uh, series on Netflix called "The Movies That Made Us." Have you heard of that? I've heard about uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard so it. it's like it's only four episodes, but it's like each episode is about a different movie and kind of what go went into making it. And Die Hard's one, Home Alone is one. Oh, um, I'd love to see yeah. that. It's fun. That's a great idea. And, and Home Alone, like what I didn't know, I knew they filmed it kind of out in the suburbs of Chicago, but what I didn't know is. So they they had the exterior house. It's like in like a big fancy house in Winnetka. It's a suburb, but they filmed the whole interior 
They just got an abandoned high school and yeah. built the house Ooh. inside the gym of the high school. Perfect. So I no didn't realize that. Either. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, the, you know, the part in the end when Kevin goes down to his neighbor's basement and it's all flooding. Yeah. They had built that in the pool, like the, the empty pool in that high school. That's like cool. the basement wow. was down in that. So it could like flood and not be, I don't know. I thought it was cool, but not, not provide a ton of damage that way. That's so yeah. fascinating. Like the so more, smart. you know, with Wes. That <laughs> exactly. I love tidbit information. Like that. You know what? That's so great. do I. And that's where our friends Skillshare <laughs> come in handy. Skillshare is just the best, you know, um, as designers, we, we want to get out of the rut and we want to stay creative and that's, you know, easier said than done especially with busy schedules. You know, it's the holiday time, so we're all busy. Uh, but maybe you want to get back into an old passion or learn something new, um, build, fuel, or expand your creative fire with Skillshare. They're amazing for that. They're an online learning community for the creator in all of us. And they do have thousands of classes in, you know, graphic design, UI, UX design, uh, entrepreneurship, freelancing, web development, all the stuff, you name it, they've got it. Um, and the classes are obviously on demand so you can learn at your own pace you know what did we say last year like skillshare and chill baby yeah. do it <laughs> so get inspired join a class and create something you love they've got amazing classes so you know i figured like this time now that we're entering a new year i always think it's a good time to kind of get your business in check so yeah. i just wanted to highlight a few interesting freelance courses they've got they have um, oh. pre presentation essentials how to share ideas and inspire action and another one I loved here was pricing your work, how to value your work as a freelancer. So, and those are just a couple. Those are in the business freelance category. They also have everything in the design categories, you know, learning a specific software or learning how to actually make something very specific, like a logo or um, type forms, that kind of stuff. They've got it all. And uh, I've used them myself and I've learned a lot through them. So uh, join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare and get two months free when you sign up at Skillshare.com slash deep end. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So get started today by heading to Skillshare.com slash deep end to sign up. That's Skillshare.com slash deep end. All right. So with it being a new year coming up, we yeah. can say goodbye to a whole new uh, a decade, really. We got a whole decade coming up. I know. Up. What, did, I haven't even thought of that. What do we call Do we call them the 10s? The, I think they were the teens, oh, yeah. but no one really called it, them anything. Isn't it so weird now, now that we're, we can call it the 20s? And that's yeah. so weird. We actually yeah. have like a name for a decade. <laughs> yeah. for, I yeah. love it. I miss that. <laughs> we haven't had that since like the 90s, right? So, and like, what, what will we say when we say, like, when we say, like, oh, that's so 80s? What do we say, like, that was so 10s? I don't know. Like I would say teens, but I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, so let's throw it all away. Knows? Yeah. <laughs> and with with a new year comes a new episode where we like to talk about the trends uh, in graphic design that we've been seeing that we can expect to see a lot more of in the upcoming year. So you know, and like when we have our logo trends episode, we should say this doesn't mean like these are things you necessarily all need to do. These yeah. are just things that no, we're seeing right. a lot of. Um, right. You know, and we've kind of done research online. It's not like we're making these up, but these are trends that have been identified that, um, you know, if you want to be current, maybe you want to incorporate some of these, but, you know, use judgment, whatever yeah. works for the project. You know what I found too, which was really cool, was anything I was looking at, 
these trends come out of a necessity. They come out of some need that we all can use now for our clients. So like, if you mm -hmm. think about it, they don't just come out of nowhere and become a trend. They became a trend for some really important reason. And the whole point here is to see what trends not only are, are out there, but how now each and every one of us can use it with the clients that we touch. And but you know a, what's interesting about these trend episodes too, though, is that these are forecasted. So that you can't, it's all, it's always a little bit um, misleading in a way because trends are something that has taken place that True. you have observed, yeah. that is, you know, become yeah. a pattern, yeah. a stable pattern. And we haven't hit that. So these are more so, I mean, I think of them as predictions. Of course, there, there, there's mm -hmm. an analysis and there's a study mm -hmm. behind every one, but it's interesting to, I, it almost makes me wonder if it might be interesting to have a follow-up episode at the end of the year and recap these areas that we've discussed prior to see what we yeah. found to yeah. be actually, you know, that, that we found to be across the board. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to say right or wrong at the end of the year. Only time will yep. tell, but yep. yeah, I think, you yeah. know. You can put on our Look psychic hats here and just pretend like we know. Yeah, there, I think these are these are just new solutions we can add to our bag of tricks. You know, exactly. I, I, I really look at it that way because like it, it might come and go, but then if it becomes something that is endearing and can it can continue, and it's not so much of a trend that's so like you know dated. I, I hopefully these are more important in that way. You know, yeah. And some of these. Um studies are following interviews with Apple, with these top gun companies where they've already initiated campaigns so they can share that yep. they do in fact know what is going to be driving some marketing efforts and so forth. So it's all in the data. Some predictions, <laughs> some studies more so that case. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So who wants to get us started? Anyone want to take take the lead here? Wes, you or are I can. too. I can go. All right. Go for it. Cool. So the first one I have is what we're calling next level GIFs. Some people say GIFs. I do not. I say GIFs. <laughs> so we're just going to lay the law down right there. Yeah, exactly. It is GIF I said it before. GIF. It stands for graphics. So it, it ain't a peanut butter. It's not graphics. Yeah. <laughs> it, it ain't a peanut butter. <laughs> go for it. All right, it. cool. So basically, I love, I've been using GIFs here and there. I definitely love to use them in my email marketing. Think about it. Like whenever you send, I personally believe like if I'm going to send a text, I will mm -hmm. try to find a gift first that conveys what I'm feeling oh. and thinking. Oh. I'll yeah. always do that before yeah. I'll say anything. So why huh. wouldn't the same be able to be true in our designs? Um, I love them in my email marketing because I like, I, I like that they come across as kind of as very human Right. Yeah, it doesn't totally it feels very like yeah. friend to friend versus totally. corporation talking at you. So but what yeah. we mean by next level gifts are basically it's a more intentional use of them. So rather than just putting some random like off, you know, gift from the office or Seinfeld on a Web page, which you can do, by the way, like sometimes yeah. that's fun to do. But it's more about being intentional with it and a lot of times kind of crafting your own gift whether that's a looping animation of some kind or some, you know, um, some kind of animated mascot or something like that. Um, it can be almost anything, but I think it's a great way going into the new decade to incorporate and infuse a little bit of that human element into mm -hmm. a design. Mm -hmm. 
rather than just letting the text do the talking in overly polished visuals. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, because it, it actually promotes what you're trying to say without words, sometimes even faster than I think if I was to read a sentence. Like, I was just laughing this morning that you, you have a certain, you know, friendship with people that you communicate with and send, and send gifts to. I had a good yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't yeah. it funny how that sometimes those can sum up, I'll laugh more at someone responding with totally. the perfect one rather totally. than anything that yeah. they could have wrote down. Yeah. That's crazy. I hate I that, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so true. Well, and like on my, uh, on my website, because basically whenever I'm uh, not able to take on a new client, I've got basically a, a wait list page or something just saying like, sorry, work capacity. And I do have just like an, a, a gift from the office of Jim, just oh, like perfect. doing like a uh, so close kind of thing, you know, <laughs> which I think adds a little bit of levity to it, the situation. That's a perfect oh. example. I was going to yeah. ask like, how, how would you, where's the right place to use it? Yeah. That's and that's just really one cool. example. That's one kind of use for it. But mm-hmm. I've definitely seen like, again, um, animated icons kind of thing mm-hmm. could, could be a good use for this. So where it's something you make and something you design from scratch versus repurposing it from, yeah, you know, Giphy or whatever. So, got it, got yeah. it. I like that idea. Have you guys the seen that when you open up the Apple email campaigns for the holidays? It's just it doesn't loop. It's just one time that you first open the email. Mm-hmm. It's their logo, and they made like it wrap into a bow. Oh yeah, holidays. with the cross and the bow oh, in the okay. middle. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. That subtlety is mm-hmm. so well done to me. I love that kind of thing. Like that yeah. finishing touch. It exactly. is. Yeah. And I love, you know, I, I I always love using icons on a web design. Like it just helps things kind of. I like putting a little bit of a visual with words because it helps it get across better. And I think that you can. Everything yeah. Too, and if know? you can animate it, I think it's that much more engaging. I don't say do it for no reason, but. I like to see little touches of animation on a page. I think it definitely makes it more engaging and it adds a little bit of something extra to it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Without, without being that. overboard. Exactly. Also, it's memor- It's like a little memorable thing too. Like you were just saying how you remembered that little spot in the Apple thing or maybe someone visiting Wes's site. That could remind them to like check back again. Like maybe it's worth it to wait for this, you know? It's mm-hmm. just... To me, I think it's one of those, anything you can do to kind of engage the consumer a little bit more uh, yeah. in a friendly, fun, memorable way is great. Yeah. yeah. You know? And there's, I feel like there's almost always a gift for any purpose. Oh, like if, you're, if you're not going to make your own, there's so many out there that, and, but, but here's the thing though. I do want to mention this because we don't want to give bad advice. I do not know the legalities of using those True. kind of gifts i don't know so i don't want to steer them in the wrong direction something to be cautious of sure yeah like if it's from friends or something like i use a friend's gift in one of my emails um and i use the office one relatable totally so that's a tough one because looking into there it is it's a part of apple's text messaging app you can it's it's that you know searchable there's a search button for it right there and they are all there so that's a good question i would i i I would Mm. probably even look into that but I know what you're saying. Then you're using it more on your your site. I wonder if there's any issue there. But is it? That's a good question. Got to look into that. Yeah, we need to get a lawyer on the show to talk about gifts. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Cool. So who's who's going to go next? You want to go, Mikkel? Sure, I can go. If that's okay with you, Nick. Go for it. 
Okay. So the, the first one I would love to talk about is, well, they call it abstract and dreamy illustrations, but I just loved that they, I loved the term dreamy. Um, yeah. And I would almost go as far to say bizarre in some cases. Mm-hmm. So you know how a lot of um, um, illustrations that you see more so these, these days are, have the, nothing is in, is in proportion. They're the huge long arms, the little mini tiny faces, the the skin color tones are blues and hues of violet and all these like mm-hmm. neon tones, which is nice and plays it safe. I I have found with respect to um, a bunch of different um, ethnicities, so it it's just, it doesn't it it plays off of that more. Um, unified co- collective oh, yeah. um, color palette that can include it's everyone. It's not going for realism. It's just kind of not going for, for realism. Yeah. So dreamy is just fantastic with this. And some of them can be far more playful than others, but there's something about these illustrations that encompass people with, um, with huge, huge or tiny faces you know, body parts that are just gigantic compared to the the neck, for example, that are really kind of taking, taking off. Um, and I, I remember, I remember wondering if this was a particular artist style, like if it was an individual that was just honing in on this particular, but it's not, you're starting to see it everywhere now, holding yeah. the tablet, holding yeah. the piece of pizza while at the PC and coding mm-hmm. on that. I mean, it's relatable in that regard too. I mean, it, they're, it's, it's, it's all over the place and they, they're fun while elegant. You can take the brand seriously and the message tone. And then in some cases, if there's a lot of information to digest, kind of relax. And cause there's some ease to these illustrations that are associated with content that can be associated with like high tech, um, verbiage and so forth. So I think that it's, I, I can see how it's going to start really taking off and yeah. the color tones being really super elementary, maybe two toned and not, not a ton in some cases. I know we talked about MailChimp, mm-hmm. um, as a bit, as a bit of, um, as an example last year, and maybe we yeah. mentioned them the year before they definitely have a different style that they've gravitated to, but more and more you're starting to see even all the mattress brands, start mm-hmm. utilizing mm-hmm. these yeah. illustrations too. It's yeah. interesting and it's, it's cool. cool. I like it. Yeah. It adds personality to it. Like the, just There's a photo wouldn't really do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It kind of, and now that I'm reading more and more books with Oakley, it's not foreign from that, that venture. Also, you start to see these really kind of abstract um, dreamy, weird illustrations that are perfectly imperfect in um, children's books, all the same. Yeah, there's probably some reason behind that. Like it, it works so mm-hmm. well there, and it's like you said too. I think there's a there's a gender friendly. and an ethnicity kind of like commonality that it's not. Safe, you know what I mean? Friendly. Yeah. yeah, and you could do it in a way that it feels like it's almost representing everybody by just a few. Yeah. yeah. Well, because like, I'll tell you this, yeah, because when I do a a website for a client, I always put a lot of care into the hero image, you know, and it's like, you know, if you want, because what I like to do is show it what I call a happy customer photo, you know, someone up there who's not necessarily one of their actual customers, but a stand in more or less for their customers. So then you get, it's like, okay, do I choose 
like a, a man or a woman and then do I choose like what age are they are they alone do they have like a are they a part of a couple do they have a kid with them but so like when you talk about doing these illustrations that are kind of you know the mm-hmm. dream eater illustrations you kind of get away from all that and it just makes yeah. it much more all purpose and it doesn't yes. it doesn't it doesn't like uh, highlight one and it doesn't exclude anything Right. Yeah. You know, I like, like I, I like phrase all purpose for mm-hmm. for that reason. That's a good yeah. way to describe this yeah. style. Cool. Love cool. it. All right, all right, Nicholas. So my first one's called the flexible logo. And we talked about things like responsive logos or responsive branding, but that really zeroes in on scalability mostly. Mm-hmm. But what this new flexible logo thing is a little bit different. It's like we, we can look back and say like every designer will tell you, you never touch the logo, right? The logo is locked, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I still say that to like students. I still say that to my clients all the time. Don't touch it. You know, don't move it. Don't change it. <laughs> Everything yeah. is to be built around it. Give it its space and all that other stuff. But the logo is no longer just the logo. It's an aesthetic to the entire brand, right? And more brands are moving towards this flexible logo system. It's not just responsive, but I think more people were referring it to as flexible. And the idea there is very similar to what thinking about like what Duncan has done, where when they went through their recent rebrand, even in their cup sizes, that the Duncan logo gets smaller and smaller based on size, but they've also included variations of the logo, just like Taco Bell has done. They've done different things with the bell. Mm. And these these brands have created a system that invites kindless this this endless iteration of play so mm-hmm. you have your base logo but then there's no rules when it comes to these other ones um the the gold standard when i was looking at a lot of this research they were saying think about what the mtv logo was when it first came out and how it was it had the same kind of uh playfulness and like creativity because the logo itself was almost to be looked like it was spray painted on it was just the black line art of the m and the tv but how the M was filled was graffiti or color splashes or elements of uh, a collaboration that they were doing with maybe an artist. So it became yeah. this very flexible logo. Um, and the reason they're doing this is they say that the typical audience interacts with your brand now on so many different platforms. So it needs to exist in all of these ways individually as to opposed to like when it was just one particular outlet back in the past. So. Yeah. Think about how you experience a brand now. It might be on a billboard or it might be as small as a print ad. It might be inside of a store. It might be outside of a store. It might be on Facebook or Instagram. It lives in countless places. So the brand and designers um, have to be flexible with how this system works. Um, I know Yahoo's recent rebrand that they did has a very similar thing where, Hmm. and it's not not that rocket science right, right now. It's very unique in the way they've played it, but their why with the exclamation mark now could be a monogram Mm. that they use for, let's say their weather app or their sports app, but it still brands them as Yahoo, even though it's just an extension. So when they have all Mm. these multi layers, right? So one of the most daring displays of this was what uh, Doritos did, where they just used their triangular logo that had Doritos written in it. And they mm-hmm. took everything out and just had the shape of that shield. And their idea mm. was like logo goes here was their almost like tagline. And they wanted to mm. see if they can get by with just the red and blue of the bag with that triangle. 
and millennials and young consumers identified it like that. They didn't need a single word on there. Yeah. So they've even extended this, this, this situation even more. So the other thing I wanted to do with each one of these trends is kind of think about how ourselves or our listeners can use these. And I think this becomes a thing where, and I've got my blower outside. The gardeners are here. Sorry. <laughs> it's like perfect timing when I come it's on. It's California right? life. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I know. We finally have sun. So maybe that's why. <laughs> um, why you should use this. It's one of those things where one for us, I think the benefit we have is we can add more to our initial client um, proposal when we're doing a logo for them because we can add all these things up front and make it a broader offering to our clients, right? But the benefit really goes to the client and the company. Now they have all these tools to use stuff. I like to tell them too that it kind of eliminates the need for me and, and a lot of times that like they're, when they're fearful that it's gonna be this ongoing thing and they need me for everything that the brand touches, I'm giving them kind of a library of system to use and they can use it with the guidelines that you know you as the designer give them but you mm -hmm. give it to them in a way that not only can they use this freely, but it opens up that whole variety of the brand being a little more social and a little bit more active with its consumer. So if that's what your brand needs, this is a great option. I think it's a, a kind of a, 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 a no-brainer to include in everything you do from this point on when it comes to branding. Because there's and they're just they're fun to do. It makes us think of it. Um, I always say like the logo shouldn't have to do everything, and it shouldn't. So this gives right. you a chance to add a lot more. Yeah, you know, love the idea well, of a whole branding system because, like, a lot of companies have different uh, departments and different kind of services right. they they offer. So, yeah, what a great way to kind of keep a company branded and cohesive, but still be able to display all the different the breadth of what they do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't even love think that. of this as just like breaking a logo and using the shield one place, using the R in one place, and using maybe the waves or some element in another place, it's not just breaking it apart. It's being very different with it. And like saying, wow, this could represent itself. As long as you do your job and make sure they're consistent, you've got mm -hmm. a system that can work independently together, however you want. All right. Yeah. Awesome. All, All right. right. So, yeah. My next one is, uh, you know, all to do with basically less rigid gender design. So, you know, one of the first things that you think of when you're designing for, you know, a specific client is okay what's the gender breakdown of your your typical clients and you you think like okay if it's mostly women you're going to use a certain color palette if it's mostly men you're going to use a different kind of design but we're obviously in a time and i want to treat this very delicately because this is something i don't think the the three of us are really that able you know to talk about i don't think any of us identify as you know transgender or anything but or gender fluid but a lot of people are now. So it's, I think it's kind of coming out of that movement um, mm. to where there's just less of that gender specific design happening, you know, not saying it's going away completely, but you know, there's a lot of times I'm seeing now where, you know, floral things will be used even when it's for guys or kind of the opposite for girls. Like there's a lot of like, you know, girls kicking ass movies right now and stuff. Right. So and those poster, like the Charlie's Angels poster, like it's not overly feminine. It's it's a different kind of thing. So I think we we can expect to see much more blurry lines in terms of gender design and expression. So um, start thinking about you know start thinking outside of the box. I would say with that, rather than thinking okay, girls so pink, 
you know, guys, you know, black and red, start thinking about either gender neutral designs that kind of work across the board while still being appealing. I'm not saying we need to, one thing I never like to do is just design for everybody. Like that doesn't ever do a really good job, but I think we can start being a little more creative with how we design for genders. Does that, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different kind of, yeah. Instance where it's uh, it's it's exclusively targeting a, a gender for an account. I'm trying to think of an example. Of I mean, that. there's obviously well, things that are specific male products, female products. Yeah. Let's call it right. And I know yeah. what you're saying too, because this was my fourth one that I found, and it was I I found it to be it was called non-binary branding. And mm-hmm. when I read into this, I was like, God, this is so smart that we are thinking this way. But but also, even they were showing how like. Um, uh, feminine hygiene projects, right? So their branding alone, they took away the feminine. They took away yeah. for women. They took away these things. Not that some man's going to buy it. That's a great example it, but, of it. But yeah. it was, it's neutralizing because of the way, I'll, I'll tell you, like you see like kids, the younger generations and people that are becoming the, the 18 to 24 year old consumer, this is, they're, they understand this more than anybody because they don't, they're, they know maybe a good friend of theirs doesn't identify one way or the other. So like this whole idea of unity and it being blanketed to everybody, everybody uh, without a gender adapted to, to it is really, really strong. And I think it's an exciting thing to play with when it comes to branding, you know? Yeah. In a well, lot of ways. You, you bring up like feminine hygiene product. I remember there was I, maybe a Kotex commercial or something where mm-hmm. it wasn't like that, like old timey, you know, summer, like walking by the lake with the gauzy haze on it. Like it was exactly. like girls like <laughs> yep. tagging the side of a building and like just being kind exactly. of, yeah. you know? Yeah. So oh. yeah, that's a really great example of this. Um, there was one, there was a, there was a company called fellow barbers and they did a whole line of men's uh, barbershop stuff like hair mm-hmm. care, body stuff and you name it. But when they went to a rebrand, the studio was called row and co. And they realized that if they just took, barber off and it was now just called fellow that they can widen their consumer base nothing in their brand was really made specifically or a woman could not use it or any any other buddy other than a pure male but what mm-hmm. was so neat about it was the brand elevated and lifted and has become so much stronger with just taking barber off because that made it so male centric you know right and and i thought this was interesting they were even saying that if your brand strategy is just to include a broader customer appeal, or if focusing on one gender is going to be too limiting, you know, it's a really interesting thing to, to, to explore and see if it works mm-hmm. for your brand, you know? Yeah. And like for my brand, for the deep end and soon to be going away and just becoming westmcdowell.com, um, I use like a really, like a hot pink color, like a magenta yeah. color is one of yeah. my main ones. And like, you know, traditionally they would say like that's a more feminine color, but I th- I love like a magenta a color. I, yeah, I think yeah. it's um turned a corner, and like I'm seeing a lot yeah. more use of that for either gender neutral or for guys in general. So, but you you know it's an individual thing now, and I think back in the day, you remember when you go into a toy store? I remember when toy stores got into this huge argument where every it was like here's it split in half. This is the yeah. girl side. This is the boy side. And it was like, now when you think about it, we can't just say uh, every woman wants a product that's going to have floral on it and every guy wants one with wood on it, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And you just nailed it by saying like, it's like that idea of that 
it's a personal thing now, not a gendered thing that how they're going to approach a color of a brand. I mean, that's silly. It's so, it's so neat. That's going to, what you want it to provoke, you know, interest, appeal, stand out from others. Then you use the color that's going to do that. You know, I I love it. Yeah. It's really cool. There's just, just try to branch out and try to not be so caught up in the, Mm -hmm. the traditional colors and all that and and iconography i guess i think that's a good exercise anyway just to not be Mm -hmm. lazy right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you know the other thing i found on this was was interesting because a lot of my clients say this they're like oh but you know mom's the buyer mom's always the buyer so we have Mm -hmm. to even if it's a a product that's not for her and it might be for her kids or for her husband let's say um you got to appeal to the mom because she's the buyer and that's mm-hmm. kind of changing too because of online purchases because of like the convenience of just any, every retail shop now allows you to buy it in eight different ways. It's yeah. not always the mom. And even if it is the mom, she knows her family better than anybody. So yeah. she's, you can't just appeal to that one person. So I love this idea because now it asks, makes us ask bigger and bolder questions with our client of what we want their brand to be and who's, yep. who's, who's going to be on the other end of it. You know? Yeah. So like Very all cool. those 80, 80s comedians lied to me when they said women be shopping. It's, <laughs> those 80s it's comedians. everybody now. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. All right. Cool, Mikkel. What you got? Okay. So um, this next one is about typefacing. Um, and it's basically heavy. Are serifs back? Are serifs back is all I want to know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so back in going. a big way. By the way, however, you know how there is a massive variety of serif um, typefaces. They um, are anticipating that those that are technically considered serifs but don't have big legs and arms Mm -hmm. are the ones that are going to drive more so. Hmm. So, you know, I I understand that. I mean, semi serifs? A bit more, you know, there's no legibility. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, those font families that have anywhere from thin to super ultra black, Mm -hmm. those are becoming more and more popular and just safe to play with. Um, And not only not only um, the boldness, but um, all uh, all uppercase across the board, because there's a way to not shout, but call attention in a nice, comfortable way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I get that. So yeah. I'm remembering in 2007 when I it was my, it was the very first year that I was hired on for a creative agency and this was trendy then. It's mm-hmm. interesting how it's coming back round. Oh, Do you yeah. remember like picking up magazines or just like an, annual reports back when they were super popular, like those beautiful booklets where um, the type was rotated 90 degrees and flooding the page or going across the entire spine, that's all totally yeah. back. And I not had really. to go, um, I, I say I had to, that's not very nice as an, as an aunt for me to say this, but anyways, one of the <laughs> gifts that I got my niece was she's all into Lululemon. It's all about Lululemon. Oh yeah. So I went to their site to like do the purchase gift card thing for her. And it's, they are totally trending this. It's big, mm. loud, all caps, typeface, sans serif, but it's but they're hitting it's just overlaying over beautiful photography and it's loud it's loud messaging while comfortable it's just where it's yeah 
So I think that that's a good that's a good idea that I saw just recently where they kind of redid yeah. a bunch of their landing pages. Yeah, they refreshed them. So yeah, and it's yeah, all about and getting it, the right yeah. font. That because otherwise, like it can that's feel shouting. But I'm yeah, I'm I'm doing this on my new site actually. I found a good font that I as it's gonna well be all, as the headers um, are all caps. St- just stroke lining it. Hmm. And not mm-hmm. and and not filling it, but having them really the having the font type super super um, bold and heavy, picking yeah. the bold the bold. I wonder if this style. is. It sounds like it's like a compromise because we went so like sans serif. Then the serifs come back and they're so fancy and they're and then we got to this. It was almost like remember we talked about it's like okay now you have the you have the the right to be able to use this if you want to you know mm-hmm. and so it's like now that it's back it's like. They almost shrank down the serifs and made them just enough for personality, but still clearly readable. It sounds like what you're saying. You know what? I'm Yeah. I, overall, I'm happy about this trend because you know what? It's so easy to overthink which, which typeface speaks yeah. to this brand, to this message, to this campaign. I'm it's, you spend too much time, like go simple. Just don't, don't. Don't bill for that anymore. Fuck. It's research behind that is ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I used to spend so much time finding fonts. Now it's like, I feel like sometimes maybe I don't spend enough. Like I do have a handful of go-to fonts, but I, they're go-to because they're so simple, especially for paragraph fonts. Like I'll use the same like three. Have your go-tos. Yeah. Yeah. Because I pick them for a reason. Like they're easy to read and they look nice, you know? And I think those are part of the system of a brand that it can't, it's not, it, it doesn't have to be so unique to the brand. I think even like you were saying, the Lululemon and all these other brands that might have a very simple font when it comes to their branding, but that means that they can make their landing pages so different and, and um, unique per seasons and per campaigns. So like, I think a lot of times when your brand has <clears throat> simplicity in its, in its fonts, that's why it's working so well now because you can add it to the things that are seasonal or unique, you know? And if you think about it as a user, as a consumer, if you are reading subtext in uh, unfamiliar, yeah, you're turned off. You don't want to take the time. I know for me that's absolutely the case. So I I get having your top three to five and just rotating them out for clients. I do the same thing, Wes, and with you. For headlines, that'll shift every now and again, but Mm -hmm. I'm done with scripts. Like, I'm just done. (laughs) I don't want to. You heard it here first. Yep. Tell us done with script. <laughs> no time for nonsense in 2020. I agree with you, but I hate saying it because then a brand comes around or a new opportunity and I just say it in the back of my mind. I'm like, script's going to be the perfect thing for this. I'm talking more for, more for the logo. More for like, let's call it the logo. I understand the logo. what you mean. Not in, that will like, happen to me now that I've not said in, that. Not in totally headlines or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I well, okay. That's funny because I I found a really cool script that I'm using on my new site, yeah. but I had to pay for it because I could not. I almost always use uh, either Adobe's Typekit yeah. thing or yeah. uh, more even more often Google Fonts, but their scripts yes. generally look like garbage. Yeah, you got to pay for it. Not a fan of because you got to. If you're using it on your site, you have to buy the web version of it, right? If you're purchasing yeah. it, which is usually I haven't bought a, a font in so long. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been, yeah. I've been yeah. like just anal on that because it's like, especially with clients, if you're giving them uh, a logo with a font in it, you got to make sure too, that that, even if you bought it, you got to make sure it has the rights that it could be used in a logo a lot of times now too. So oh. 
I've been reading Oops. the fine print a lot. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> Good thing I don't and, do logos anymore. <laughs> exactly. He's like, uh-oh. Wait, let's add it. Let's, let's what's the, rewind. What's the statute of limitations out. on that? Yeah. Fonts are great. Next topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love VUS. Oh, that's great. All right. Okay, my okay, so next, yeah, second sorry. one. Fonts, no worries. Talk about fonts forever, apparently. I, yeah. <laughs> These all so are so linked together too. It's like they this are. one yeah. this one has a lot to do with the like kind of like even the non-binary branding that we just spoke about. But this whole idea of my next trend is called monochromatic packaging. And mm. I've been seeing it a lot. And then it was like when I did the research and found that this was kind of trending, it made sense. And it's mm. basically this idea that we relate to a perceived color in an essential way, and it comes through in bringing a brand to market. We all know that. And there's a lot of research involved with like feelings and color, right? But yeah. it's really unclear because studies are showing that it's far too dependent on a personal experience. Just like we mentioned before, mm -hmm. like one color is not gonna be give the same feeling to everybody. It's a personal or even a cultural difference now. Like some mm -hmm. people will be like, oh my God, green is the perfect color for your brand. You gotta go. And then others yeah. might say no because of this. So when you think huh. about it, letting one color own an entire canvas can have a very big effect drawing in the consumer, giving them kind of like the idea to take notice of that product, but instant recognition and maybe even doing it in a series. So let's say it's not about saying green's going to be my color and let's do monochromatic and everything. It's the in one piece of that variety of one flavor. It's a very monochromatic color of that flavor. And then the next design is maybe the orange version of it, but it's very monochromatic in its orange. And so mm -hmm. like the idea here is now when they're together on shelves or in any presentation, they make a huge statement because the entire series that might make up a rainbow of colors, but you're really going monochromatic on the individual piece, the individual one. If you could think of like, look at Method. I think they're an incredible brand to look yeah. at in what they've done for their men's line. They are, mm. they've done it in this mm. beautiful monochromatic, but they're, they, it changes per skew. So the, as an entirety, it's this beautiful canvas of colors, but individually each piece is very much based on a monochromatic thing. There's also Youngblood's hair care, uh, Svetka's uh, cherry and citron vodkas did the same thing where it's very mm -hmm. bold. And the, mm -hmm. a really good example is um, even Target's private label called Good and Gather. All their packaging uh, features one pr pr predominant color. So it might be right next to the next yogurt that does it in a yellow, but as a series, these things really are striking and cool. Mm. Think of a great example is RX bars. Are you familiar with the RX bar? And it has yes. like eight egg whites, three almonds yes. oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, listed. But think yes. about the color treatment. It's always a bright yellow. And then the, the text and everything is, is usually white and black. And the next yes. one goes and the whole flood of it is green. And then it's blue yeah. and it's related yep. to that flavor. So That's they've a done example. a fantastic job of showing this. And I think what, again, why you would do this, why would you take this trend and introduce it to your client? If the client is asking you that their brand strategy consists of things that are simplicity or confidence or clarity, right? This mm -hmm. is a, then this would be a great design trend to go with. If they don't want to mm -hmm. overwhelm the consumer, I think we all start that way. Like, again, if I had a dollar for every client that said, I want packaging like Apple's iPhone, I laugh because <laughs> I'm know. like, Trust me, you know, when we're all said and done, this thing's going to look like a billboard. I know you, but yeah. <laughs> the idea here is if the client, if this comes through in discovery 
and that the client does, we want to have a clear, concise message, then again, this, this, this trend could work for it. Or if that product is going to be in a sea of competitors that are doing flashy and unique things with multicolor and a brand statement that of monochromatic packaging is going to stand out like crazy amongst your competitors, mm -hmm. then again, mm -hmm. it's a great, great tool to pick. So I, I'm oh. using it in a current project right now, just hoping yeah. to see that it's going to, yeah, I'm, I'm, it, it was, I put it out there first, why showed it on a, a sample with the competitors. And that was the key. When the consumer saw that they went like uh, the client, I'm sorry. They were like, I never thought we'd be able to stand out in the sea of competition that's out there. And this, what this trend is totally. Oh, cool, Mac. Yeah. yeah so like it. it has a, it has a use there. And I, I really want to, I'm anxious to see how it's going to come through when it's all said and done. Yeah. yeah. And, and nice. it's hard. It's hard to limit yourself too. like, right. Like, you know how many times you look at something and you say it's not done. So I know, I know, you know, I know. So, yeah. This is, this is good practice for that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So don't, that's my, don't, stop cutting the hair. Don't cut the hair. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my second one. All right, cool. So my next one, my last one is realness in photos, you know, authenticity. Mm. So basically um, what this involves is basically just a, a shift in how brands big and small are portraying people so that, you know, their audiences and their customers feel a deeper, more true connection with that brand. Cause rather than showing models and really aspirational photos, it's going in a different direction now. And I'm, I'm such a big believer in this because like too. what I hate seeing. Yeah. What I Picture hate seeing. Perfect. Yeah. Cause I, okay. So let me put it this way. I've got a, I'm selling a course where I'm teaching small businesses how to kind of put together their website themselves in a way I teach. And there's a whole lesson where I teach them how to pick the photos. Um, okay. Like that happy customer photo, but where, yeah. what I see a lot of people do, and a lot of companies do this too. They get these like over the top reaction photos. Like when I say happy customer, I don't mean like, you know, fist pumping and making yeah. like a scream face, that kind of thing. Yeah. It has um, to be candid. Yeah, yeah. It has to look, I, what I look for more than anything is just, I want it to feel like a real moment. And if it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. pass my test. That's a good so, way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I say happy customer, I mean a look of satisfaction or a look of just kind of peace rather than a big, crazy over the top, like literally jumping we for joy. Yeah. There's so many people like high-fiving each other. Like that's yeah. not really, you know, these are stock photo cliches for a reason. So um, we're definitely seeing more of a re uh, trend toward authenticity um, and like you see a lot of these companies now that are having these, uh, anti, like not anti makeup, but like their mm -hmm. models will go without makeup for the campaign mm -hmm. or something like that. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. all about real women or real guys or. Okay. Okay. I see what you're, okay. That's a good yeah. example. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a few ways to go about that and, and also kind of more real settings, you know, not like this crazy yeah. bait, like you wouldn't show like a woman, like in a over the top, crazy, big kitchen, you know, you'd show more something that looks more real that people can relate to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. So it's a little kind of a backlash pendulum swing in the other way mm -hmm. on the overly mm -hmm. polished Instagram, you yeah. know, perfect world. That people are you finding to. that the suppliers of a lot of this stuff are, are gearing towards that way too? Like if you had to find or search for photos on like, let's say, you know, Shutterstock and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's a, I, it's a little more it's a little more grainy and a little more rustic, a little more real with 
these photos, huh? Yeah. So there's, you do have to do a little bit of hunting and pecking to find like yeah. the right photos. Um, I just did a YouTube video of this. It'll come out, I don't know, probably in a month or so. Basically how walking people through me in Adobe stock, like for like a photo for a plumber and for a dog yeah. trainer, like just for like three different scenarios of like, here's how I pick a photo. And you'll see like, there's so many of those ones I talked about where it's just like people posed like doing a scream face or yeah that kind of thing. But I'm like, okay, no, that's not going to work. And yeah. like in the ones where it's got like a colored background, like a colored backdrop paper behind them. Yeah. yeah. I tend to not go with those either. Like that's not real. Unless that's your branding, <laughs> right? Like sometimes that's your yeah, branding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that can work. But I, I like to generally see like, let's just, take branding out of it i like to normally see that really kind of realistic depiction yeah i see it a lot in commercials too it gets so over the top fake in the and and you you question it you're like really is that what they think people want to see like it's so crazy over the top especially like um pharmaceutical things because they have to make it so uplifting and like you know everyone's by the lake playing a banjo it's like people people with herpes are very outdoorsy as it turns out (laughs) They like to sit on haystacks yep. and, you know, <laughs> oh, but I love that. Now, but no. I wonder too, like, because, but then like, I laugh when I see the big, big, big companies try that, the realistic thing to make themselves look more like homespun, you know? It's, yeah. It, it can feel true. a little transparent yeah. sometimes, but mm-hmm. I think it's still a, a step toward the light versus, sure. you know, just Real. being... Yeah, and yeah. real is always going to win the day, I think. So yeah. um, just less emphasis on models. More. Oh, and here's where you really see this still. Like the the, the bad stock yeah. is in mm-hmm. stock video. Like whenever oh, you bet. whenever there's yeah. a stock oh. video of a person, it never yeah. looks real. Yeah. They're always like holding their smile for way too long. And it's just, it feels very <laughs> like, you yeah. know. You know what I have found is um, I have oftentimes support and myself support has been nailing this lately. It's, it's finding those, the imagery that is, um, not party, but collectively of a a team of people Mm -hmm. and they're all, and it's, it's like the GoPro view looking down on something Mm -hmm. or, or, yeah, it's just a little bit more like he or she has the phone in hand and it's what we would want to capture if we were at the top of, a, you know, a summit or something ourselves mm-hmm. rather than it looking like it was shot and they had to hire a photographer and somebody went up there. It's okay. a little bit more humanistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That can but too. these are professionals trying to Mimic. portray that humanistic. Yeah. Well, because you, you probably need a real professional because if it's not, it's going to be like you know, shaky cam and they have to like mimic yeah. it the best they can. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very otherwise. I get it. And so um, um, I think what we might want to do, cause I think we're running a little long and we still got a few more to go. We might skip the listener question today if that's okay, okay with you guys. Um, so in that case, let's go ahead and give a little love to uh, fresh books. We love fresh books. It's okay. a new year coming up. New tax season coming up. Ugh. Yikes. Yeah. So fresh books. 
It's around the corner after yeah, the holidays. Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you already had FreshBooks, you wouldn't have to worry about it because they make tax time easier. Um, FreshBooks has been completely redesigned from the ground up and custom built for the way we work as you know freelancers, freelancers and creatives. Um, so the, I, I've I've been using the new one and it's even more designer friendly than the last version, and it really makes invoicing seem sexy. Who would have thought that was possible? <laughs> we love FreshBooks because they take it, they take all the bad stuff off our plate that we don't want to deal with. We don't want to deal with invoicing. We don't want to deal with accounting. We're designers for God's sake, right? So they <laughs> do all the heavy lifting for us in that regard. They send it, you know, you can get set up in just about 30 seconds with a new invoice. You put in your colors, you put in your logo. It looks super branded and you look very professional which is exactly the kind of uh, presentation you want to convey to your clients. So uh, they do that. They take care of the late payment reminders if they don't pay right away. But here's the thing. 60% of invoices sent with FreshBooks are paid the same day, um, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. So that's all great, and their support is even better. Um, Award-winning customer support, actually. Um, they're really helpful, uh, super friendly with zero attitude, and a real-life person usually answers in three rings or less. You know all about that, Mikkel. So <laughs> to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeplygraphic and enter deeply graphic design in the How Did You Hear About It section. Once again, go to freshbooks.com slash deeplygraphic and enter deeply graphic design in the How Did You Hear About It section. All right. What do you got for us, Mikkel? I love FreshBooks. Me too. Okay. They're the best. They're the best. My <laughs> next one is um, beautiful flowing shapes and lines. And you guys will know so, so much about, where, about these types of general examples that I'm going to speak to straight away. This is where you're seeing like black and white photography mixed with vector pieces. And it's just looking like build gobs in the background and it's bleeding mm -hmm. off the corners and the edges and some of it looking like it's um maybe it has some texture to it where a paintbrush is is sitting back there and sometimes it looks like it has a little bit of a stationary feel to it mm -hmm. but um also oftentimes this looks like really bold tones nothing sh shadow gradient they're just solid tones that look like lava combining with one another, just oozy goozy shapes running in the background of pipe. That is a technical term. And oozy goozy. <laughs> goozy. <laughs> Google it. I don't know. If I doubt it. Love it. Totally made that up, didn't I? Um, but yes, this is more and more popular. And, and I'm seeing this so much with messaging flat up, straight up the middle, and then just these like little flares of touch point. Um, graphics and, you know, sun rays coming down from the top or top corner, um, um, almost sometimes looking like landscaping with just the hillsides in the, in the background. And maybe it's generic enough that it's, it's safe rather than speaking to um, technicalities or the literacy of the, the literal components to a brand, for example. So mm -hmm. um, oftentimes this is like contour lines just the stroke lines sitting in the background. So they're they're not straight edge. They're they're um curvy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're taken off. That's cool. <laughs> I think I've, <laughs> I've definitely seen that. Yeah. Taken off. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Some of this, um, I admit, I think is a little too, um, th- these decorative contour lines look too cutesy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sitting behind bold type where it's like, why did they mishmash that together? I don't understand. I don't understand some. I, you can tell that's still in this discovery phase for some yeah. of these. Still being experimented as we're strong. have been published here and there. It's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. But I get it because if you're not looking at straight edge, you there's some e, there's some comfortability to it. You're mm-hmm. if you you don't. It doesn't feel it's jarring. comfortable. Yeah, it's a little more comfortable at, at ease when you see that. Mm-hmm. I get so, I get why mm-hmm. this is making headway. Yeah. Organic shapes are nice. Easy on the eyes. Cool. Oovy groovy. Yeah. Oozy goozy. Which is a tech term. <laughs> That's what we'll call it in the show notes. <laughs> All right. My last one is basically just brand merch and the, the new trends you can do with merch hmm. that revolve around the brand or inspired by the brand. And looking into this, they were showing how that people love brands so much, particularly what we think about is like fashion brands and people will be walking billboards for any brand that is out there, like, you know, in the fashion world. Right. So we don't even think twice about when we buy something. If in fact, if it has a huge Nike logo or Adidas logo, it's cool. Right. It's kind of, everything's acceptable with that and everything, but it's not just the fashion brands or these icons that are really being used a lot now. And what people are finding is that brands themselves, particularly in the food beverage um, you name it, but we could really adapt this into anything. They're transforming what is like this cult-like devotion to the brand into merchandise and into apparel and the things that we can wear and show off our love for that brand. And we're seeing what the brands are doing is they're kind of digging deeper into this reservoir of the emotion that a fan might have for the brand. And for example, like Taco Bell did an incredible thing last year or in 2019 this year. Wait, no, yeah, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm totally lost here in 2020. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Brain fart. But what they did when they took mm. over a Palm Springs restaurant and they turned it into an, an, an complete Taco Bell themed boutique hotel, and it, their designers got to just reinvent the entire thing. And then they put a ton of this merch in there as well. The room sold out. I think they did it for just a few week period, but the room sold out in like two minutes because they did a ton of press prior to it. And what they were showing was the Taco Bell pillow that looked like the hot sauce packet, you know, like little things like that, that they got very inventive in the merchandise that they created, but it reflected the brand and these iconic things that are really, really cool there. And they were realizing that like today it doesn't, there's no limit to what defines the consumers of these brands. So brands are becoming like this bigger part of the conversation kind of in a cultural conversation. And if you see someone like, have you seen people wearing like Top Ramen like shirts or Cup of Noodles? Like yeah. All these funky Those brands. Are that, so ugly. <laughs> I, I, I love them though. I think it's like, it's great too because it's, they have that retro spin on them, yeah. right? And and I guess it's too, it's it, to, into a degree of, it has to hit the consumer right. If you were a fan of the brand maybe years ago as a kid, like would you wear something now? Like you look at the way video game stuff like Atari and all these other things have come back culturally because of the merch that they made and the brand doesn't even really exist anymore well like pan am like the airline so they were they haven't been around forever but someone bought the rights just to sell their merch so i have like a flight bag that's branded with that and i it's cool you know they're at the licensing show every time i go and they have a little booth 
and it's just Pan Am branded. Yeah. I think they even brought back so the old TWA um, terminal in New York JFK uh, is now a hotel. I know. So I'm dying to stay there. Yeah, and there's a whole Pan Am experience now happening somewhere too. I just read that as well. So this idea is that like think of it as even like your local favorite coffee shop or your local favorite pizza joint. You buying a t-shirt with their logo on there, it's kind of it's everybody wants to talk about food and the brands they love more than anything. We do that just communal communal with people. So it's like this shared bond and I think if you're if you are working with a client or you're working with a brand that hasn't experienced anything like this, it almost is like there's this kind of permission slip now to do something almost cheesy, almost cheeky, almost to the point where it's like what a fashion brand would do with their brand, you can now do in the merch that you do. So the big examples that were out there, Adidas teamed with Arizona Ice Tea, and they did this whole pop-up shop where they made Adidas gear all branded with those floral things that you see on like the Arizona can, right? Mm -hmm. Sold out in like the one the first week. It was like a huge thing. KFC has done like the coolest stuff too, where they did like the hoodies, the socks. They did a pillow where it has the kernel imprinted like with a profile on one side of the pillow. So when you're laying next to it, you're like looking straight into the kernel's <laughs> eyes. It's creepy, but it's a way that they're taking the. Everyone has and, their things, Nick. Everyone has their things. I know, and it's yeah. but then everyone throws it on Instagram, and now it's free advertising for your for your. You know, someone's paid for it and they're putting it out there as a another walking billboard. Um, but if your client wants to create a dialogue with this consumer, if they want to engage with them in any kind of new or bold, innovative way, merch is a great way to do it. If your client wants to project a little humor into their brand and they don't know, how, it, this might be a great starting point. And then if the client wants to make some waves in like social media or just being distinctive in any way and getting some, even some free press. I mean, what all these brands have done is kind of like, really kind of shocked him to say like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it this big and bold and we're okay with it. Like laugh all you want. People are like engaging in the brand and they're making money at it. Like yeah. KFC had a whole shop of merch. That's like, they had the cologne that smelled like, yeah. you know, the, the 11 herbs and seasonings or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. I remember so, hearing about the cologne for sure. Yeah. And they Love did it. the fire log um, that had, uh, it was a log that you put in your fire. Um, you know, like the, what are those called? Like Duraflames, yeah. you know, like, like a log wrapped in, um, paper and it had all the smells of the seasoning that they use. <laughs> I just love that. I were, I don't even eat meat or chicken yeah. or I've never it's been like there realtors before. Realtors use that to sell I'd, houses probably. I still would light it up and try it in the house. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> so I love that. I, I like the quirkiness of this. I think again, if you, if that's, if that's the case, if that's a missing element with your brand, do something as retro and fun. Even going around Christmas shopping the last few weeks, everywhere I looked, it was this, every brand is now turning themselves into a 70s, 80s inspired like um, brand and re taking their old logos and putting them on sweatshirts again as well. So it's like, there's a bit of retroness with this too, which is kind of fun, huh. you know? Yeah, I can see that. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah. All I right, like cool. that. Well, so the... I guess it's just a matter of picking out which of these trends people might want to run with now and yeah. see what you can adapt for your own client yeah. designs. That is true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I kind of feel like it'd be fun to have a follow-up to see like what... If anybody's done these. What plays yeah. out. What plays mm -hmm. out. But not only what plays out, but what plays out well. Yeah. 
Well, I think the point is some of these are already kind of playing out, and that's why we're talking about mm-hmm. them now. Sure. You know, like they're gonna they're they're picking up steam and expected to go even further. On a couple of them, like I don't remember oh, which one specifically. And all the gradient fades, you know, yeah. and yeah, just because Apple do, is doing it doesn't mean everybody else is doing it. We were kind <laughs> of being little critics about it, yeah. and yeah, maybe we'll do an episode of uh, you know, all the trends to retire. Tired trends yeah. <laughs> that we're sick of in the new year. All right, guys. Well, happy new year to you. Um, hopefully, do you guys yeah. have any good plans? Staying local here. Yeah. Nice. We're getting a bit of like winter, which is yeah. kind of weird. So, yeah. Um, Suck on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I actually cool. had to put on a sweatshirt today. That's how cool oh, it is. Oh, no, no. You had to wear your, your <laughs> thick hoodie you today. Yeah. Yes, the thick hoodie, not yeah. <laughs> the Adobe Max one. <laughs> uh, it's, r- it's rough all over, Nick. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Try me all over. right, guys. Well, happy new year, and we will see you all in 2020. With that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.